2: And Saga, Hellblade 2.
1: Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
3: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. And it is another live Tuesday live on the Locker Room app. If you're an iOS user, you can download the Locker Room app for free in your app store. I know there's a lot of people that have been clamoring for the to Jeff, when is it going to be for Android users? I know. I know. I've been talking to them and they say it's soon. I don't know when that is, but it's it's not here yet, unfortunately. But hopefully that is gonna be coming soon because I know I have a lot of listeners out there that would love to talk about the Steelers and they are not an iOS user. Nonetheless, here we are as a part of behind the should be your one stop shop for all things. Pittsburgh Steelers, as well as wherever you get your podcast, make sure you follow us subscribe, uh, do whatever you have to do anywhere where you get your podcast search Steelers or behind the steel curtain. You'll be sure to find us and you'll get all of our audio content, not just my let's ride podcast on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but our morning lineup, the live mic on Tuesdays with Michael Beck, our deputy editor, the Steelers Stat Geek on Thursday with Dave Schofield, the other co-editor of Behind the Steel Curtain. And speaking of those morning podcasts, because we have all these PM shows as well. You get all that in our audio platform. But speaking of those morning shows, we're, we're doing a giveaway. We're doing a giveaway. And this giveaway, and for those that are listening live on locker, the Locker Room app, you're getting a head start. You are getting a head start with the next clue. If you don't know what I'm talking about, all week we are going to be giving away some free swag. We've partnered with Breaking Tea. Uh, We've been with them for several seasons now. Really good quality stuff in terms of T-shirts, hoodies. And they told me, Jeff, we'll give you a free hoodie or a free sweatshirt. Either one. doesn't matter. They can pick whatever one they want, and we'll send it to them. I said, well, let's make this fun. Let's do a little giveaway. So we had, starting on Monday with my Let's Ride on Monday, I gave you the first clue. I'm not going to tell you what it is. got to go back and listen if you missed. And then yesterday, Tuesday, for those that are listening in the audio side on on Wednesday. Michael Beck gave you the second clue. And so at some point during the show, you're going to get the third clue today from me. And I'll tell you when it's going to happen. Right now. That's right. When you hear that music, it means that it is time for the clue. The third clue. For the breaking tee, behind the steel curtain swag giveaway merch give it away whatever you want to call it is the player is a former Steeler believe it or not James Connor James Connor okay now that's three down that's three clues down I did that right off the bat because I, I wanted to mix it up and I, I, I with this live platform and getting people on to talk about football and the Steelers I wanted to get it out of the way right away so there you go James Connor is your third clue. I already had someone email me and say, Jeff, I think I figured it out. He was pretty sure of himself. He said, I got it. You can just stop the contest now. Well, he didn't get it. He was wrong. But that's... (laughs) Still, um, it was really cool to see that uh, they were obviously thinking about it. And, uh, you know, really, it it was just awesome. It was awesome that someone was even that anxious to, to win this stuff. So, for me... That's your, that's your clue, James Conner. James Conner is the clue. So let's talk about this with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And there's some news, not breaking news or anything like that. Um, today started, oh, organized team activities are Tuesday, because remember we're recording this Tuesday night. Uh, Tuesday was the first day of phase three for organized team activities, and that means that for the Steelers, they are able to do some seven-on-seven. Seven. They can do some 11-on-11 11 11 work. They can do nine-on-nine. Nine. They can They can do a lot of game-like situations now i can be honest with you everything that we saw coming from social media today indicated that the steelers did not do any of those type of drills and cam hayward who spoke uh with the media today via zoom he was the team's nflpa rep the player representative and he even said to the media he said we weren't planning on showing up to any of this stuff but there's a couple things that happened one he said that he actually got a really good response from players that said they still wanted to go because they liked going to into the facility. They liked being in the headquarters and they wanted to be there for OTAs. I get it. Think about if you're someone that was drafted in 2020, Antoine Brooks Jr. I mean, we're talking about the players like Anthony McFarland, Carlos Davis, the, the later drafts, not not the not the Chase Claypools. Uh and they probably want to go in there and they want to get a head start. They didn't get this last year. And so they want to put their best foot forward. I don't blame them at all. I don't blame them at all. But Cam Hayward said that there were some safety protocols and things put in place by the Steelers that made them more comfortable. And that's why they were there. And he was there as well. So it's good to see the players back on the field. And this kind of leads into the headline of this podcast, which is, look, football and shorts is, yes, it's football and shorts. But don't tell me that football and shorts doesn't matter. Because I'm going to be completely honest with everyone here. Everyone knows it's listened to me for a long time that I'm someone that has a coaching background, not in football and not outside of high school, but I was a head varsity coach uh, for men's lacrosse in the state of Maryland, which if you know anything about lacrosse, you know anything about the state of Maryland is very competitive. And I can tell you that every single time I was with my players, even in conditioning. So that's a spring sport in Maryland starts in March. I would start conditioning sometimes in November for our season. And I'd have, Anywhere from 10 to 15, sometimes 20 players showing up for conditioning. Every single time. They didn't even touch a lacrosse stick or a lacrosse ball. Every time they showed up to work, I was evaluating them. I was watching their technique. I was watching their footwork. I was watching their work ethic. I was watching their teamwork, their camaraderie with the people that were there. I was watching everything. So, yeah, you want to sit here and say, well, we're not going to get to see Matt Canada's offense now. No, of course we're not. But you know what we are going to get to see? We're going to get to see players working on individual skills. We're going to get to see uh, starting like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger and the quarterbacks with the receivers and the running backs, getting them acclimated to one another. So Ben Roethlisberger handing the ball off to Najee Harris. Najee Harris is probably telling Ben, hey, you know, I like to have my arms like this. Um, when I'm looking for a back shoulder throw, Ben's telling him what he's looking for. These workouts matter. Do they lead to X's and O's? A lot of people would tell you no. They would say no. They don't lead to X's and O's. This means nothing. Football on shorts means nothing. And I, to the day that I die, will tell you that they are wrong and lying. And if they do say that, in my opinion, they've never once coached a sport that has some type of significance back to it and so that could be everything from a high school sport to a college anywhere if you've coached anywhere then you absolutely know that these workouts even though there's not pads and even though they're not hitting they do matter they absolutely matter so the fact that the Steelers they had all of their quarterbacks there They had a good portion of uh, their linebacking core there. TJ Watt, I did not see him there. Alex Highsmith was there. I saw Robert Spillane. Um, Like I said, Najee Harris was there. Anthony McFarlane was there. Um, Did not see um, Binka Fitzpatrick. Did not see Devin Bush. Uh, These are not mandatory, by the way. Let me get that out of the way. I don't want anyone saying, like, oh, I can't believe these players are missing out on these workouts. They don't have to. The receiving core was very thin. They were, um, it, the receiving core, to be honest with you, it, there was no Juju Smith-Schuster. There was no Deontay Johnson. Um, I don't even think James Washington was there. So the receiving core, a lot of the young players got a lot of reps, and hey, good for them. It's a chance to show themselves to maybe make the practice squad, maybe shock somebody. We'll see. So those that say that football, football and shorts does not matter, I will call them liars until the day I die because every single time you step onto the field, it matters. I don't care what sports you're playing. If it has any type of significance, it matters 100%. It matters. And so they're, they're starting the team building. And this is something, again, if you pay attention to Mike Tomlin and I understand that a lot of fans out there have that you've learned to tune him out and it's understandable why you would tune him out. He is the master of saying everything while saying absolutely nothing. He will talk around questions with the best of them. It really is an art form, and he is a master at it. But if you listen to what he says, a lot of times he says exact, 100% truth, and he talked about the fact that at the Rookie Minicamp just a few weeks ago, they started to install some stuff, getting players Accustomed to the systems that they run, the blocking schemes. But he also mentioned it's all about teamwork. It's about team building, getting at, getting to know your fellow rookies, these new teammates that you have. It all matters, in my opinion. So we cannot take these workouts lightly. Do that? Do we take it as gospel? That depends on who you are. I'm not looking at Dwayne Haskins being the fourth thrower in a quarterback drill, meaning anything of significance. What's significant is that he's there. What's significant is that he's throwing the football well. That's what that's what matters. When he throws does not matter. All right, so enough, of, enough talking from me. I mean, I've, I've, you can hear me all the time on Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Let's Ride. I want to hear from you. There are some people that are watching or listening live on the Locker Room app. I'd love to hear from you. If you want to talk, go ahead and put in a speaker request. I would be glad to have you on to talk about all things Pittsburgh Steelers. I also have my Twitter mailbag up. We had some great questions and some comments from – my let's ride, my ride or die crew, hashtag ride or die crew on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter, all you got to do is find me at Jay Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T, same handle as I am on Locker Room. But if you're watching on Locker Room, listening on Locker Room, I keep on saying watching like you all can see me. You can't. If you're listening live on Locker Room and you want to talk, put in a speaker request. I'd be glad, glad to talk to you, love to talk to you. But in the meantime, let's get into these questions from my Twitter mailbag. Uh, Shield 91, longtime listener of the program. He says, okay, just a silly question. If you could take two players from the past to a game this season, who would they be and why? LOL, hashtag ride or die. Well, Shield, any past players to a game? So this is tough. Uh, I'm going to want to take players that I think are going to be a good time. I'm also going to want to take players that I want to hear them tell stories, talk about the game, and things like that. So without thinking too much about this, and I'm sure I'll at some point ask myself, did I give the right answers? I'm going to say Jack Lambert is one. I just think that Jack Lambert, he seems like he's a grumpy old man now. But if I could get him out of his shell that is his home, and and I don't even know if he lives in western Pennsylvania or not anymore, and have him at a game, I bet he'd tell some great stories. I bet he would complain about the NFL today. He would call them sissies and pansies. It would be hysterical. It would be a great time sitting next to Jack Lambert, watching a football game. Um, other than that, I'm going to go with who I'm trying to think of someone from the 2000s. You know, who I'm not going to go with, I'll, I'll say this. I'm not going to go with Troy Polamalu. I think he'd be very dull. I don't think he would give me too much insight. So I'm going to go with someone from that era. I've already picked a defensive player. So I'll go with an offensive player. I'm going to go with Heinz Ward. I think Heinz Ward would be a great guy to watch a game with. He would probably really get along well with Jack Lambert. We would have a grand old time. Uh, it would be a lot of fun. Good question. Shield. All right. So if you're listening live on the locker room app and you want to talk, just put in a speaker request. We're glad to have you on. In the meantime, we're going to start plowing through some more of these questions here. Jeremy, uh, he said, asked the question as an eternal optimist like you, Jeff, I am. He said, I hate to pose it, but is it fair to wonder if our Pittsburgh teams are not clutch anymore? And if not, is that coaching or execution by your team stars in the biggest moments? All right. So Jeremy, I know he's, he's a Penguins fan too. He, we talk about all things Pittsburgh sports on Twitter. And he did use hashtag crew. I always got to mention that. I want to say this. It's really a delicate line to walk when you're talking about the term clutch. In my opinion, and it's just my opinion, clutch also has a lot to do with luck. There are some times where you make your own luck and you create your own luck by being in the right place at the right time. But a lot of times the clutch moments... A lot of it is luck. So let's look at Super Bowl forty-three as an example. James Harrison's interception of Kurt Warner at the end of the first half, we all know that was at least a 10-point swing, if not a 14-point swing if they score a touchdown. James Harrison completely gambles. He's not taking it. He said this publicly, by the way. He's not taking an educated guess. He is just literally dropping back into coverage because he thinks it, it might work. He's, it's, it's, it's a lucky guess. It's a stab in the dark. Kurt Warner doesn't see him. He undercuts the route, and the rest is history. Let's also talk about on the other end of the field. Let's talk about on the offensive side of the football. Same game, Ben Roethlisberger throwing to Santonio Holmes. Everyone forgets that the pass he threw to him before, the play before, was a much easier catch and a much better throw, and it just sailed right through Santonio Holmes' hands. And then you go back to the throw that now is famous. Boy, how lucky was that throw? I mean, that throw, I mean, it was amazing. But I bet if you ask Ben to try that throw another 50 times, I don't know how many times he completes it. We'll put it that way. But it's, again, Clutch has a little bit of luck. So if you're referring to the Penguins and their failures, I mean, it's, it's frustrating. And they're not done yet. As of this being recorded, they're not done yet, so let's not bury them yet. They can still win two games. They're a good enough team. But you do have to start wondering, at what moment do they? does the team lose confidence? That's, for me, the, the ultimate deciding factor here. Your team is not clutch anymore when they don't believe they can do it anymore. And we've seen this. As Steeler fans, we've seen this. When Ben Roethlisberger used to get the football down by seven or less, With two minutes, you had this gut feeling that he was going to come back. He was going to drive the team down the field. It didn't matter how far he had to go. He was going to make it happen. He was going to make plays. He was going to make it happen. And he was going to make the clutch play. It's just not the same anymore. And I feel like with maybe it's Randy Feetner, maybe it's Mike Tomlin. I'm not sure. Maybe Roethlisberger doesn't believe in himself as much as people used to. But... There's definitely a lack of confidence you see in certain situations. And to bring it back to the Penguins last night, when they lose an overtime, double overtime, you definitely felt that some players were gripping the stick too tight. The pressure was getting to them. You can't be clutch when you're nervous. You can't be clutch when you have that scared nature to yourself, if you want to put it that way. But that's a good question. And that's something that everyone's going to answer that differently, Jeremy, because sometimes people say that clutch is – players that are prepared players that are ready players that show up and and, then all that That, then you can have that justification but in my mind there's a lot of luck and a lot of confidence a lot of swagger as ike taylor would put it that comes from being clutch so hope that answers your question we're about the halfway point of the show It's when we typically take a break we're going to take a break we're going to hear one ad on the audio side if you're listening live on locker room don't go anywhere i'm not going anywhere we'll be right back after this break All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Harkin, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and you're host of this Let's Ride podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you're tuning in live on Locker Room and you want to talk to me, put in a speaker request. We have someone that's ready to talk in a second. If you're just tuning in on Locker Room and you're wondering, did I miss the clue? The answer is, yes, you did. The clue is at the very beginning of the show for you to possibly win from some Steelers swag from Breaking Tea. So you have to wait until tomorrow when this show is released at 5 a.m. Eastern time on our audio platform. And you can hear that clue. It's right at the beginning of the show. Give me a little tip there for those that are watching live. All right, let's get our first caller on the air. Yes, going up. What's on, Pam Hartman. That's my mom. What's up, mom?
2: Well, I was just listening to you and talking about the clutch players and losing confidence. I'm thinking that sometimes there's too much reliance on the quote-unquote clutch players. And so what everyone else is maybe not stepping up their game because somehow Ben's going to pull us through or somehow Crosby's going to do something fantastic. And perhaps it's less about confidence and more about other people, the other players, maybe relying too much on the quote unquote stars that's just my thought
3: it's not a bad thought i think a lot of it depends on the play the 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 game the sport they're playing so if you think about hockey yes i agree 100 there are times where players will want to sit back and they'll want to watch crosby watch malkin watch letang hey they're going to do it they're going to score that goal instead of maybe saying i'm going to do it uh in football though you think about it if the game is on the line and you're in a two-minute drill or a four-minute drill, you're typically having to rely on the quarterback. And so in that situation, it's can Ben get the job done? And I understand exactly what you mean, but Ben's going to have to deliver the ball to teammates and they're going to have to make a play. But you bring up a really good point, though. I think that's a really valid point in terms of do you see that in sports a lot, in team sports, <clears throat> Excuse me, where you have these <clears> – <throat> oh, my gosh. You have these players that they don't want they don't want the puck on their stick, they don't want the ball in their hands when the game's on the line. And if you've played any sports, anyone that's listening, if for you know, middle school on up probably, there's kids on your team that if they call a timeout, it's a basketball game, and they need a three, they're saying, Please don't tell me to shoot. Please don't give me the ball. I'm not I can't do it. I can't do it. So I understand what you're saying, but at the same time I think it also depends on the sport. Does that make sense?
2: It does. It does. And I think that um, I think you're you have a valid point, especially things like hockey and basketball. Uh, I just look at too much sometimes reliance on Ben making a fantastic play. And I'm I'm not really convinced that Ben still has all of those fantastic plays in him at his age and at this. Oh,
3: my gosh. All right. I'm going to cut you off. That's blasphemous. (laughs) That's blasphemous. All right, thanks Thanks for calling in, Mom. I appreciate it. Blaspheme, blaspheming all over the place. How dare she say that about Ben? Let's get Jeremy. He's the one that asked the question. I think, it, Jeremy, what's up?
0: Hey, Jeff. I just wanted to chime in since I'm live about my question.
3: Yeah, this is great. You get to answer your own yeah. question, kind of.
0: Yeah, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it for the show tonight, so I thought I'd try to ask my question over uh, Twitter, but I uh, just wanted to kind of, point out back what you were saying about the um, just that feeling when uh, Ben Roethlisberger would get the ball and they're down just a little bit. and you, They need that two minute drive to go down and score. Um, man, I used to feel that all the time. And I can just, I remember uh, even as recently as um, the Christmas day game uh, where Antonio Brown did the immaculate extension, uh, fe- just knowing that they were going to go down the field and, Score there and and make it happen, you know. And I don't know, maybe it was uh, the referees uh, calling the Jesse James catch not a catch. But it seems like from 2016, uh, about then on, I just don't get that feeling anymore, and it's it just drives me crazy to sit back in the clutch moments and feel like the team's just going to let you down. But I, I want to get that back, and I just I just feel like a lot of it is um the scheme that um, we've been running the past few years, I don't know if that plays a lot into it, but it just seemed like players weren't getting put in positions to make the good plays or, you know, somebody was just not executing right at a critical point on the field. Uh, maybe an offensive lineman letting a defender through on uh, fourth and one or third and one and a uh, drive stops. But it just, just seems like, you know, we don't get that very much anymore in the Penguins game, just uh, threw a wrench in that. Uh, again <laughs> to me you know, yeah just last night. So it's well, just a lot of emotion with it.
3: Yeah. No, I get it. I think scheme does matter. Brandy Feetner, if he was anything, he was predictable. We know this. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. there's nothing that's less clutch than a predictable play caller in football. But my question for you to throw back to you okay. is what would need to happen for you to get that confidence back? I'm the same way. I'm right with you, man. I remember those moments where Ben, you knew it. You knew that it didn't matter yeah. what it took, he was gonna get it done. Haven't yep. felt that in a long time. And mm-hmm. If anything, it's the opposite. It's the, yeah, this is probably <laughs> done. This is probably, I'm, a, <laughs> yeah. I'm being a realist. Yeah, we're probably not getting this done. So what yeah. would it take for you to feel like they get that, they have that clutch back? We'll put it that way.
0: Man, you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see um, the Pittsburgh Steelers against a Super Bowl, a legitimate Super Bowl contender get in a tough spot and, Make the plays necessary to pull out the win. I would love to see a week one win over the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think that's a good time to play them um, before the season gets rolling too much. I think week one's the great equalizer in the NFL. We saw that with Colts and Jaguars last year. But yeah. uh, man, I just love to see them. It, it seemed like the end of last season uh, when it counted against the, the teams that they knew. We're going to be in their way for a championship run that they just couldn't get it done. I'd like to see them come up with a big, a big moment against a contender again, and it just it just feels like they always come up short against those those contenders. The Browns, the the Bills at the end of last year, um, you know, just uh, like uh, Kansas City and Pittsburgh uh, a few years ago when Mahomes went Mahomes all over us and. Uh, you know, we we were mounting the comeback, but we just we couldn't make the defensive play to to hold it within a score long enough for us to get ahead. Or when they did make the defensive play, the offense would go three and out. I just I just want there to be a complete finish of a game where they're in a tough spot against a good team and they make the play.
3: I think that's I'm glad like, you I'm glad you brought up the defense because we're really harping on Ben right now. Right, it's not all him. I mean, there's no. times how I mean. There's been times where the Steelers go down, and he gets the job done, and he gets in the lead, and what happens? We all say, oh, excuse me, too much time left. They scored too much time, and they drive down the field on the defense, and Renegade doesn't help, and next thing you know, they're giving up a game limit. It's happened with the Ravens multiple times where that punk kicker kicks a 55-yarder at Heinz Field and just is a dagger, you know what I mean? So – them being clutch is situational football, really. It, it, that's what it comes down to. I, I think back to two thousand and eight, two thousand nine season, and they win Super Bowl forty three. Think about those moments, like the Cowboys game when Deshae Townsend um, intercepts Tony Romo and takes it into the end zone, touchdown. They win. Uh, it, it was just remarkable those moments. They didn't. They haven't had those moments. Maybe outside of Robert Spillane's pick six of Lamar Jackson last year. Yeah. Mega Fitzpatrick off of uh, Baker Mayfield uh, at Heinz Field. They they right. had some moments, but you're waiting for those clutch moments, and it can come in a variety. I mean, look at Troy Polamalu in, in, in the AFC Championship game against the Ravens. Yep. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, that's the epitome of clutch. So good, good talking points. I'm glad we talked that out, Jeremy. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you stepping up. Hopefully if you have time, you can get back in here and chat again. Uh, if you want to talk on uh, locker room, just put in a speaker request. I'm going to dive back into the Twitter mailbag here. Brian Haynes. He says, who is going to be the biggest surprise of the season can be good or bad and can be a coach or player hashtag writer die crew. Thank you, Brian. In terms of a coach, I've got one. I've got one in terms of a coach. I'm going to say that the surprise is going to be Adrian Clem. I think that he's going to really get this offensive line grinding together. They're going to work well together. Even if Kendrick Green or if it's B.J. Finney at center, I think he's going to have this offensive line looking really, really good. And I think he's going to be a surprise. Uh, As a player, I think a player that might really surprise you, I could really see Deontay Johnson. If everyone's predictions are right, and when I say everyone, I'm talking about People like Kevin Smith or Cliff Harrison still a punk from com who does our uh, X's and O's film room. Jeffrey Benedict, who also does our film room stuff. They say that in Matt Canada's offense, you're going to see Deontay Johnson in the slot more. He's going to be going in motion a lot more. He's going to be more dynamic. That's a guy that you should watch out for. Who could be a really big surprise, even more so than he already has been. He's been a good receiver. He had some drops last year. He could be even better. All right, let's go to... uh, Oh my gosh, he changed his Twitter name. He used to be Zibs. I don't know what it is now, but I'm going to call him Zibs again. He said, I know the 2021 schedule is old news by now, but which game do you think will be more interesting than people think? A game people consider a blowout for sure or a for sure win, but could actually be much closer. The Steelers can be the underdogs or the favorites. So I think in this season, I don't foresee any games that I think the Steelers are going to be really heavy favorites and it's going to be a a sloppy game. I mean, you think about the games that they are favored they're at home. I like them at home. Uh, But ultimately when I think about the games, that could be closer than people think. Jeremy brought it up earlier. Week one again at Buffalo. If you're going to go up to Buffalo and you're going to shock the world, it's going to be with this new offense in Matt Canada. No one's going to know what to expect. And you go up there and you're going to put a good performance. I think that's a game that a lot of people are just putting an L next to. Steeler fans, because the Bills have beaten them on primetime the last two years in Pittsburgh. Well, last year was in Buffalo, two years ago in Pittsburgh on Sunday Night Football, and then last year in Buffalo on primetime. I think that's a game that they could definitely go and win. Um, I think also you think about, I, you're gonna, people are going to call me nuts, going to Kansas City. When the Steelers are competitive, they thrive with their backs against the wall. They really do. And Patrick Mahomes, we saw in the Super Bowl, how if he doesn't have the time and he can't move around as much as he normally does, and, and that's he, he was hurt. I get that that toe injury was a, was an issue, foot injury, whatever you want to call it. But I could see them being competitive there, maybe pulling that game out. You've heard it here first. All right, so we have some more people joining us on locker room. By all means, if you want to speak, just put in a speaker request. I'm glad to have you have you on the show, Lori, longtime listener on the other side of the pond, the UK. We've had some people from the United Kingdom that said they wanted to start a podcast. Let me be – hey, I put this article out. We are expanding our podcast platform. We are looking for people with experience. But if you don't have experience and you get a couple people together and you're like, I think we could have a really good idea for a show. Don't come at at us with, oh, yeah, we're just going to talk about Steelers. Well, we already have that, multiple shows. Give me something unique. Give me something that's different. If it's UK, what, what's, what's different about that show? I'd love, to th- I'd love to hash out these ideas. We already have the guys from Australia, and they, have a, they do a great job being creative. So if there's people in the UK, I know Lori's over there. I'm fine with having females talk about the Steelers, too, as long as you know what you're talking about, and as long as you live and breathe Pittsburgh Steelers black and gold. But let's get to the question. Lori says, I've heard several media people say that the Steelers' offensive line, they, quote, just don't have the talent. End quote. Therefore, the running game will not be successful, even with Najee. Do they know what they're talking about? What are your thoughts? Hashtag ride or die crew. First things first, Lori, I'm going to tell you that if you are listening to any national pundit talk about the Steelers, that's someone from NFL Network, that's someone from ESPN, that's someone from NFL.com, that's anyone, CBS Sports, don't. Or I'm not saying don't listen to them because a lot of them are very educated people. Take it with a grain of salt. Trust the people that are there. Trust the people that are at practice. So we're talking about your, your beat writers in Pittsburgh. We're talking about the people that live in Pittsburgh to cover the team there. I would even go as far as saying, trust people like behind the based on the fact that we never, never once have, since I've been the editor of that website and that goes all the way back to when Bud Dupree was drafted out of Kentucky. That was my first draft as the editor. I wrote for the site before that. I've never once claimed to be a first-hand news source for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I will tell you this. We cite our work, and everything that we write is going to be from those that are there. So in that regard, I want to make sure everyone knows that credible sources are important. And so if you're talking about someone from the NFL network, especially former players, because sometimes former players have an axe to grind with an organization for one reason or the other. And they might just say stuff, and let's keep this in mind too, Lori. Some people know that the Steelers drive the needle. And what I mean by that is that if they say something negative about the Steelers, they know how passionate the fan base is. They know they're going to get fired up. They know they're going to get angry. And then guess what? Page views go tick, 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 up. All of a sudden, ratings on the TV, tick, 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 up. They know that they drive the needle. And don't think they don't think about that. They do think about that. Absolutely they do. They know what to write. They know who to go after because they know it's going to elicit a response. And that's sometimes, And I look, I run a website. I know what that's all about. I know that sometimes you write articles, you frame headlines, you put content together that is unique, that is eye-catching, that is going to separate you from everyone else. And sometimes you have to be creative. And they are, like Pro Football Focus is great at this. They will put out there that this, they could say, Ben Roethlisberger's washed up. He's a bum. He stinks. And they they guarantee you don't think that he is a bum and is washed up, but they're going to put it out there. You know why? Because Steelers Twitter is going to eat it alive. People like me, I'm going to quote tweet it. I'm going to use a funny gif. I'm going to make fun of them. And they're like, you know what? Go for it because you're sharing our content. More people are seeing our content. It's, a, it, it's just the game. It's the game. So uh, hopefully that answers your question. Let's go to our last question in the Twitter mailbag. If you want to talk live on Locker Room, please put in a speaker request. We'd love to talk to you. Ryan Matthew says, taboo question in some lies. What if Ben struggles to pick up Canada's system? Like the old saying goes, can't teach an old dog new tricks. This is an interesting question. Based on the fact that we have to go into this season understanding a couple things. And those couple things are that the Steelers, when they hired Matt Canada, had to say, you know, you're going to have Ben. Can you make it work? Mad Canada had to say yes. And then they went to Ben and said, hey, Mad Canada's the guy. Can you make it work? And Ben had to say yes. This is not them hiring his buddy. The last two offensive coordinators, I'm sorry, not the last two, two out of the last three have been his buddy. We're talking about Bruce Arians. Todd Haley was not his buddy. was <laughs> not his buddy. But Randy Feeder was like just Ben extended. And now you're getting a guy that has a very unique system. I will say that Matt Canada's part of this is bigger than Ben's. And what I mean by that is that Matt Canada being able to say, I'm going to put a system in place that you can run, that can still be effective, that you can run. And that's going to be up to him. It's going to be up to him. You cannot expect Ben Roethlisberger at his age and his experience to completely reinvent his game. Everyone wants to talk about the longevity of Tom Brady. That's great, but you can't compare them. Tom Brady has been in a very similar system all in New England. He goes to Tampa Bay. Had some, He had some learning struggles early in the season, took him some time, but he got it done. He's a good quarterback, smart. We'll see how smart Roethlisberger is in this new system. That's a good question, Ryan. That's not taboo, in my opinion. That's a question we all should be talking about. Can Ben learn a new system, and can he run it effectively? Because in 2020, we saw him struggle with RPOs. Well, guess what's very heavy in Matt Canada's offense? RPOs, reading the defense, a lot of motion, a lot of shifts. We'll see. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. All right, folks, that about does it for me. Thank you for all the people that were listening live on Locker Room. I saw a bunch of people in there that didn't want to talk. Hey, if you just want to listen, I get it. I'd love to hear from you, though. So next week, next Tuesday, Make sure you join me if you're hearing this on the audio side and you're wondering, how do I talk with Jeff on this live locker? And unfortunately, you have to be an iOS user right now, which means you're an Apple user. Go to the Apple store. Oh, we're getting someone at the very end of the show. Will wants to talk. Let's bring Will in.
0: What's up, Will? Question for you. Michael Beck and his show has mentioned the Steelers spending money. Oh, why do geez, you think? <laughs> why do you think, like, if, Alex Highsmith goes down for two or three games. Why don't, why don't we pick up a pass rusher like Justin Houston? Or let's say Joe Hayden goes down. Why don't we pick up a Brian Poole? Why do you think they're not doing that?
3: It's a really good question, Will. Um, I think that they would love to get a pass rusher. I do not think that they're comfortable with Cassius Marsh as their number three and Quincy Roche, the rookie six-round pick from Miami, as their only pass rushers. I don't think that's it at all. Um, but at the same time, it all comes down to finances. Now they have one rookie to sign. They signed two more Tuesday. They signed Najee Harris. They signed Pat Fryermuth, They have Kendrick Green. Once they get Kendrick Green signed, they're going to have a. Uh, they're going to know exactly how much they have to spend. They know if they're going who out there do they want to target? What are they going to demand? I was a big on Brian Kerrigan. I'm not so concerned though about cornerback as much as Michael is. Uh, Michael, he thinks the situation is dire. I'm not in that camp. I think that Arthur Millette is a good player. I really like James Pierre. I think that Shakur Brown could have a role on the team. And I even think that Justin Lane has potential. Whether they can tap into that, I'm not sure. I think that they're not done yet. In the worst-case scenario, and it's not really that bad, but the worst-case scenario is they wait until after training camp and they get someone from the scrap heap, someone that gets cut, a veteran that they thought was going to make the team. We see it every year. Maybe they do that. And if they do that, the only downside is they didn't have all of training camp to get used to the system. But the longer they wait, the cheaper these players are going to be. And if Justin Houston wants to play in 2021 and the Steelers are the only team calling, you think he would answer the phone and he would say yes. So I don't know, Will. There's people like Michael that want them to spend a ton of money. I'm not necessarily in that camp. Like I, I, I talk to Michael every day, and I laugh at him a lot because he's like, "Well, let's restructure everybody." Well, that's going to put him in cap hell for years to come. So, um, I'm not necessarily on board with all those transactions and extending to Castro and all that stuff. But, um, I, I, that's just my thoughts. Well, what do you think? What's on your mind?
0: Yeah, that's what I, I think. At least from a pass rusher, like you said, the Pokemon King, the Q from the U, man, that's scary. If, if somebody's out for three or four games to not yeah. have a pass rush, for sure.
3: No, you're right. You're right. Thanks for chiming in. I appreciate it. Glad that you had joined us. And um, you know what? I, it's been a great show. It's been a great show. I appreciate everyone that is has listened live on Locker Room. I appreciate all my ride-or-die crew that chimed in on the Twitter mailbag. You can follow me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. I am not team followback, but I will always answer your questions, and I love to have dialogue with my fans there. Make sure BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, do you have to do so you don't miss a thing. Remember, the clue for this week was at the very beginning of the show. So now you got to wait. If you're listening live, you got to wait until Wednesday morning to hear the next clue for that swag giveaway. So check it out. As we always finish it out, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you on Friday. Go you.